1: and gentlemen, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Beasts and where to find them, the Fantasy Football Podcast. We're going to be quick and short this week, guys. I'm sure you all have a long week ahead of you. We are now entering draft status. Uh, Gary, how are you this week?
0: I'm great. Um, And it's almost week one, Uh, right around the corner. Two weeks out.
1: uh, As of recording this, it'll be a week and a day mm-hmm. to Thursday um, most leagues are drafting or getting underway with drafting I know you and I we've had uh, a couple leagues draft already a few redrafts I've we continue that this weekend I know I have four more drafts to go but we figure as being some seasoned veterans we would uh, we'll start off with some with a little bit of news we're not gonna get too carried away want to make this short and sweet as much as possible a lot of news in the NFL this week we'll touch on some of that. We're going to give you our own personal care guides of how to approach your drafts. Uh, But start it off here, uh, Gary, we lost some fantasy starters for the year this year. Uh, Yeah, just in a short span. Travis Etienne, down for the year. Um, Going to bump James Robinson. We'll talk more about that on Friday's Mm -hmm. episode. Uh, J.K. Dobbin, done for the year. Maybe a less notable name, but a big deal here. Sam TV. Starting left tackle for Indy is out for the year. Um,
0: I did see Carson Wentz go on the COVID list today.
1: Carson Wentz went on the COVID list. He does not have COVID, but he was in close contact with someone, so they've got five days for him currently while he's on that list.
0: It's good that it happened now. It's not week gives one. him five
1: days instead of week one mm-hmm. having to be concerned. But uh, a lot of a lot of uh, unfortunate injuries. We've had a couple. A couple dinged up players. Irv Smith Junior expected to miss some time mm-hmm. uh, probably the first month or so of the pre or of
0: the season, they said. Have they given a time frame on Gerald Everett? I didn't even see Gerald Everett. Or not Her- Gerald Everett, I'm sorry. Um wasn't it Everett Ingram. Evan Ingram does not have a time frame yet.
1: Not that I saw, it's a calf. Um let's see if I can pull that up while we are on the air.
0: Evan Ingram injury. I know that, that they said it was for the game and longer, but they never. i never seen a tweet. I didn't see any. Uh,
1: so, four hours ago, even with an update here, he's heading for a test. And. He's heading for testing after a calf tear, is what they put in quotes, but there's no guarantee.
0: That can't be good.
1: Sorry, your, your brother is trying to bolster and have you draft for him. Well, you're drafting for someone else on Friday.
0: Oh yeah, he he just texted me. He said, "What are you doing Friday?" I was like, "I don't know yet," but I knew what I was doing Friday.
1: Um, Updated NFL injury reports. Uh, I got some other big news here. You can kind of jump off the hope bandwagon. It looks like Chicago is starting Andy Dalton at least for Week One here. The it looks like the 49ers are going with Jimmy G as they've announced today that there's a chip. On Trey Lance's finger, um, Darquez Dinard was waived by Arizona, put on the injured reserve list. Robert Elford, I believe, also would have been waived and put on the IR.
0: So would they have started Trey Lance if he was healthy?
1: I don't know, but they, they did openly say it was an, an open competition for that. So the Buffalo Bills, really not many... Injuries, thankfully, right now for their player, for their team, uh, they did make a trade today, sending Bam Johnson to the Carolina Panthers. the The Detroit Lions waived wide receiver Brashad Perryman, and the Dolphins waived former starting center uh, Matt Skura, former Raven, former Dolphin. Uh, so, an in- interesting little bit of news. But Gary, I think we'll we'll start this off easy. Easy-peasy, beautiful cover, girl. Uh, Gary, any notes you want to give, things that you want when you go into a draft that make you feel a little more comfortable?
0: I like to personally like to start in the back half of the draft. I like that 11-12 spot because I know that, if it's a, obviously, if it's a snake draft, you're going to get two top players very quickly. So that's what I like to do. Um, a lot of times I'll try – like, I don't like to go running back, running back, or receiver, receiver, running back, receiver – I like to try to gauge what's on the board, but a lot of times I end up going running back receiver so that I get one of the top of each each position because the running backs, after all the running backs are gone, there's like such a drop-off between running back one and running back two. So if you have a chance to grab two top running backs, do it. But in this last draft that we did, I wasn't comfortable with drafting. I took Austin Eckler, and after that, There was just a little bit of a drop-off. I wasn't comfortable taking Jonathan Taylor, um, and I don't remember who else was on the board at the time, but the drop-off from running back to uh, receiver, running back one to running back two was just too much for me. So I ended up going, um, I believe it was DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. So I went with a top running back and a top receiver um, and just didn't like the way the board fell for a running back, so that's why... Um, I ended up going that way, but that's just what I like to do. I, I like to try to get a top running back and then see what's available for running back too, because if there's another running back available um, that's really worth taking, um, I'll do it, but I just, whatever, I don't remember exactly who else was on the board, but I just wasn't comfortable taking uh, those guys at that, at that draft value.
1: Fair enough. Um, I'll be the first to say, and then like and I think Gary might also feel the same on this. We we're very both, both proponents of the way we like to draft. However, I think my number one rule of the draft is feel out and follow the board. Don't pin yourself in any which one way or direction. Because quite honestly, if I get my way, I never want to be taking a quarterback early. Um, in right. our draft from this past Friday. Kyler Murray was still sitting there on the 5th, and I really liked that value there, and I ended up going, I mean, I went running back, receiver, 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 Kyler Murray.
0: And uh. especially with the same draft, because we're in the same league, the running back board, every time I picked, was just not good value. And I kept getting in, my RB2 ended up being Mike Davis, and I really wasn't high on that, but just where the, the value was... I had to go with it. you know. I wasn't going to reach for like a Singletary or a Zach Moss or just and, a Kenyon Drake. And you that's the mean? point. When there's receivers like CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, those guys on the board, it's like I'm going to try to take the best players that I know is going to um, benefit me even though I need a running back. And, you know and that's I
1: mean? it. At the end of the day, Gary could end up sitting here, and, and Mike Davis could be a splash. Right. But Mike Davis could also end up being running back 25 where Gary might go, Hey, you know, my receivers really panned out. Let me trade a team that's further below me in the standings needs a better receiver. Let me trade him Amari Cooper and Mike Davis to try to get one of his better running backs. Right. Yes, he's going to get two players, but I'm going to bolster one position, and I have the bench depth right. to do so. Like, and I'm like, the same way with Kenny Galladay.
0: I think I ended up drafting seven receivers, maybe eight.
1: You have eight. My dad has eight. Um, I only just the, way the
0: board fell. I was like, you know, trying to draft more running backs, but I just could not. Could not find one at a good value.
1: It's funny. I think I only went with uh, with five or six receivers, but I started out with four in the top six rounds, mm. uh, and that, that's just it's one depth is there. I mean, I, I ended up walking out with AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Kenny Galladay, and then I didn't go running back again until I went to or Amari Rogers in like the second to last round. Right,
0: and I mean, I did make up for a little bit because I grabbed um, who was it uh, Washington not Antonio Gibson, but the other guy.
1: Uh, JD McKissick. Yeah,
0: McKissick, obviously not the starter, but he's going to get some PPR reps there. Um so he'll be maybe a flex guy or a, a guy I can stash in there on a bye week.
1: Absolutely. Um I mean it's it's all of this and I'll be the first to say when I when I tell you to play it cool ride the draft room, but also maintain your composure. Do not allow teams around you, and this is the biggest thing, especially in a live draft, do not allow teams around you to make you make knee-jerk decisions. When people are always going to chirp, people are always going to shit-talk. It's the nature of the draft, and we have people in our league that don't understand that. Why do you got something to say about every pick? Because I want to make you double-think yourself. This is a league about money. Yes, we're friends, but I can put up a poker face. I can bluff every pick there is. I Especially, you know what, maybe maybe the guy I'm saying good pick to is the guy who's not having a good draft. And I'm trying to bullshit that so he keeps picking that way. Maybe when I'm shit-talking your picks, I'm trying to make you change the way you are drafting. The draft is a 10,000% mental game as much as it is being there right. in person.
0: And personally, like I know certain people will draft a certain way like in our league like it's if it's with your friends and um what i try to do is i'll i when it's around my turn i'll pick like five players that it's like okay that's about what i can i I'll have to choose between those five players if they're on the board or if they're being taken ahead of me and i'm those five players are the guys that i feel comfortable with taking at that position exactly and, and but that's
1: it and that might be the best way to look at it and I hate and I will openly say this, I have people in our league who don't do that and it's, it's frustrating. When you're in a live draft environment, I get it, you're going to have time to think things over. And if, okay, let's say Gary, you had five players and you were six picks out and you were stuck with one of those five players left and yeah, you were at 12 and you now have to go back to the well and find a second player. Mm-hmm. I understand taking time, but especially these people in the middle. You should have at least three players on your radar know okay I wanna go this direction. Where unless you're absolutely hung out to dry, I, I make picks and I was making picks still within a minute and a half while also running the draft board this right. this draft. Um don't be the guy in a draft who is always holding up the line. Don't be the guy who takes five to ten minutes per pick because you're battling and then that's it too. Usually when you're the guy taking five to ten minutes a pick, that's a bad pick anyways because you yeah. overthought it too many times. I just... Be be calm, be collective, be fluid. I have, and I know it's people think I'm crazy when I say this, still have a paper trail. Have a book in front of you. Have a top 200. Keep track of who's out there. I do that even with computer drafts. I like to look at my top 200 as opposed to what the computer might give us. Um... Be intelligent. Don't be the guy who's, especially in a live draft scenario, don't be the guy who's constantly repicking players who went four rounds ago. I will say for the first time, and, and I will give a bonus point to our draft, we only had two re- or redrafts this this past Friday yeah. or Saturday. Um, and it wasn't even like, usually we get a redraft, by the second or third round people just aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and one happened in like the 10th round, one happened in like the, the 20th round, or the, mm-hmm. the like 14th round. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even like, oh, hey, notable names are gone. We did well, but that's it. Um, Follow your board. Gary already kind of touched on this. I'll be the first to say this. Draft for talent over drafting to fill your board. Right. I got mocked by Frank, who's infamous. We have a guy, Frank, in our league. He's infamous for filling his board and then worrying about backups with the most ass-backwards scenarios.
0: I don't even think I touched a tight end until, like... You and I didn't go tight
1: end. You went that late. I went tight end, and I went three straight. I went three in five rounds, but it was from... It was like round nine, 11, and 12. Right. But Dallas Godert was still there at nine, which he never should have been, and I was like, okay, I have to pull a trigger now on tight end. Then I went Irv Smith before we found out he was injured, and then I went Adam Troutman. I don't have a top-end tight end. But I took those three with hopes of, okay, right. maybe one of them can pan out. Uh, I was also the first team to take a defense off the board. But it was round 14 at the time and yeah. no defense had gone yet. At that point in time, if I can get the top defense in round 14 and I feel comfortable with rest my roster,
0: you can do that. Don't be the guy taking a defense though in round six. Right. I mean, I'm, I'll am i have to play the waiver wire for tight end when I have my bye week. But like I said, the just the value of where I needed a tight end wasn't there. I just kept getting... Solid receiving talent at my turn, and I'm like, I can't exactly.
1: And and I got to a point where I I think I got a little too in my own head about my running backs, but I really did not like what I had at running back. Um, I mean, you discussed it, you've got um, you've got Mike Davis as your two, and then you've got a couple, you have a couple good PPR options, right? I have Delvin Cook as my one. And then I've got Mostert and Sermon as is, is a handcuffed duo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And after that, it's like, uh, I went Philip Lindsay, because I know he should get reps in Washington or er, in Houston. Houston's not going to be good. They're going to run the ball a lot. And I went with Alexander Madison. I don't want Alexander Madison, but it's a deep enough league where in, if something happens to Delvin Cook, I knew I'd be in trouble by not having the immediate, immediate mm-hmm. backup. Uh, that's a thing. A lot of people don't get to utilize your handcuff ability. I don't know how you feel on that, Gary, but to me, if I can know I have the entire backfield, and I don't mm-hmm. have to worry because chances are, if they're running the ball well already, unless you've got, and I mean, this is, this is a bit absurd for me to say, but to me, I don't see much of a drop off when Madison's in versus Cook. Dalton Cook's a great running back. Don't get me wrong. But I think a lot of people forget when Alexander Madison stepped in in Week 17 last right, the year, beat. he had 29 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. He still produced. He's no Delvin Cook, but that right. team is set up to run the ball well. Um, I mean, it's not like the Giants. The Giants are a situation there. They lost Saquon, and not mm-hmm. a single running back there produced after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, for an extent, like the Saints might be the same way. But Alexander Madison was a fourth-rounder, and... Um, Christian McCaffrey went down last year. the The Panthers are set up to run. The Panthers are set up to run through the running back, and it was next man up Montelly, mm-hmm. and that's why this year, in a lot of leagues, I think I'm starting to see happen. Chuba Hubbard's
0: becoming a pick, right? And I think, I think Chuba Hubbard's going to get time regardless of how how he's, he's looked CMC very is. good in preseason mm-hmm. so far.
1: He's had a very high percentage and rush average. Um, But that's it. Don't scoff in the situations where, (laughs) why do I need him? Shut up and pay attention. Take him. Uh, Chuba Hubbard this past week was 10 of 35, 3.5 yard per carry average, um, and three receptions for 15 yards. Obviously, we didn't see the ball go through uh, CMC. Why are you going to start him in a preseason game? Anyhow, the week before that against Baltimore, they had a down game. Only scoring three points, and Hubbard went nine of twenty-four. Not a great, uh, not a great time there for him. But he had two catches for twenty-nine yards as well. And I believe week one he had a huge outing. That's the guy you and I were on from the get-go, Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, uh, Chuba Hubbard week one of preseason seven of eighty for eleven point four yard per carry average, and one catch for two yards but targeted four times so they threw at him early and often it looks like his route running looked very good but that's it guys um your receivers are probably gonna be deep this year you are gonna have to play matchups don't be afraid to double down quarterbacks don't be afraid to draft a top quarterback early
0: yeah
1: if you miss on one of those early t- and i'm i'm a proponent of avoiding the top tight ends quite honestly
0: i don't know how you right. are i If Travis Kelsey is there, I'm going to pass.
1: So, we looked at Travis Kelsey yesterday in our our redraft. We didn't look at him in the first. He was almost there in the back half of round two. And I had to think long and hard on that one. Um, Because Travis Kelsey almost carries weight of a top-flight receiver. But we ended up waiting, and I'm happy we did, because we ended up going in the seventh round getting Hawk. Okay, I can get Hawkinson at the seventh round, who I think is going to be tight end four or five, or Travis Kelsey in the second, and then I'm going from wide receiver four through six to wide receiver 28. So, like, it's a big player differential, and that's, what I, that's really what I do push so hard. Uh, stay hydrated. I will say that as well. Big draft thing. Stay hydrated, keep a clear mind. I don't know how many times I've won leagues mm-hmm. or had an edge going into leagues because uh, you're sober-er. Right. I mean, you can't have a couple pops, while so you're doing it. But like, I, I had a league that we actually used to have co-hosts with. Uh, the league enjoyed the Devil's Lettuce. I was the only person in that league who did not smoke. So they they get round one done, everyone go hits, hits the bowl – and by round six, they're they they're picking players that make no sense. And I'm sitting here with a plethora in front of me going, yeah, give me more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I went to the championship three straight years in that league. And people like, I don't understand how good he is. I mean, I'm a good fantasy player. But drafting against the impaired is even a little bit easier. So be aware of your surroundings. Be
0: kosher of your surroundings. Gary, anything else you got? Yeah, I mean, just don't crack under the pressure. Like... I reaching is one of the biggest proponents of it's having, a having bad drafts. Um just because it's like, oh well, I need a quarterback. Don't go like Don't go Ryan Tannehill on the sixth. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm a big proponent of just what's on, what's on the board, take your best available, even if it's something you already have. Yeah,
1: I mean that that's it though. Like I you and I talking about the running backs and Gary and I for for this thing. Gary and I both controlled opposite ends of the board. Gary drafting 12 1, I drafted 3 3 and and 10. Mm-hmm. So I had the opposite end swing where you weren't. Mm-hmm. Um and what really was the benefit on that is I mean I had Dave Our buddy Dave was in the league, and Dave was a loose cannon. Dave was a very tough person to draft against because no one had been with Dave. And Dave walked in, and Dave immediately made made noise with picks that nobody expected to see coming. Um, So Gary and I are watching the middle of the board, and and really that 4-10 mark Mm -hmm. was just ravaging running backs. Mm -hmm. So you and I are sitting here going, oh, we got all the receivers we want. Right. Literally, you went running back round one, I went running back round one. We went receiver, 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 the next three picks each.
0: Yeah, I think I ended up with Eckler, DeAndre Hopkins, and then Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Lamb.
1: And I went Delvin Cook, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson,
0: Cooper Cup. And I think I might have grabbed Herbert in the fifth. Yes. It was either Herbert in the fifth or Davis in the fifth. You got
1: Herbert in the fifth. Fifth or sixth. But you got that round because that's when I started the swing on quarterback in the fifth Mm -hmm. was coming back around to grab... Um when I grabbed Kyler. Yeah. And then that's the good thing though, you and I can kinda control the runs in the middle of the round there. And that's it. I took Delvin and then it was just like everybody wants a running back. They took running back to you, you took you took Eckler to, to finish off that round. Right. And started on receivers and it was kinda of like a run on receivers in that middle of that mm-hmm. next round. It was receiver it was it was all skill position. Right. We didn't see a quarterback come off the board till the third round. Well, outside of Josh Allen. Right. Um But it was. We we were sitting here just controlling and having vibes of what we wanted ran. I mm-hmm. I started the quarterback run. Mm-hmm. I took him in the fifth. You got the next quarterback off the board at the back half of the round, and you and I started a domino effect, and I think there were Four straight taken in round six, yeah. which bon- which benefited us because it
0: opened the board up for us. Yeah, right, and it left more running backs, receivers on the board.
1: Uh, But at the end of the day, guys, take a deep breath. Don't sit next to your best friend. Right. I would say that because sometimes you're going to be chatting, you're going to be missing things.
0: I sat by myself.
1: Well, I mean, you and I sat next to each other, but... Sort of. We didn't really interact. We I was running the board, you were working your papers... And I thought we both had very strong drafts. I mean, you're going to get next to your best friend, and your best friend might have questions about this player or that player. If you did more homework, and guess what? You're Mm. not going to be in your draft as much. Mm. Yes, it's the time to have fun to do this, but if you're taking this as a serious thing, you want to win, box it out a little, man. Zone out, have you, do you, and And win this
0: league. There were times you and I did bounce stuff off each other, but we knew it's like, well... We're not drafting the same player. It's and and we're going this.
1: to the back half of the round. It, it was something where I knew you'd like you bounce it off me as we're getting to pick 10 on the swing back. Right. Hey, uh, I'm already headed to this. What do you think about me doing this? Oh, yeah. I like that idea. And I'd get we'd be getting to like pick five on the return or mm-hmm. pick three. It's like, ah, I think I'm going to do this. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing to pass it on, on occasion. It's always nice to have a good, clear set of eyes, especially someone who's done the homework. Uh, I mean, Gary and I did that a couple times. We both took each other's picks at the back half of the round, but it wasn't when we were like, hey, man, what do you think about this? Right, no,
0: it was just because we know. And
1: we've done done 61 episodes of football talk together. But, guys, we'll leave that at that. We'll leave it around 25 minutes for you today. Hopefully you give this a listen, you use a little bit of this knowledge, and you go dominate your drafts this weekend. And don't forget, once you're done drafting, it's only part of the job tune in on Sunday mornings at 10:30 on our Facebook page at Fantasy Beasts FB Pod and on our Twitch at Tiki Tribe TV as we will be going live and we will be running our weekly Stardom em, pick Pickums and getting you guys all the fantasy news we can. We did have an 80% something 85ish percent correct rate last yeah. year. But until next time guys, you keep on looking for those Fantasy Beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find me. Peace out.